Welcome to the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast, proudly brought to you by the Great Canadian Training and Consulting Company. I'm your host, Joel Silverstone. Here's the question. How do you bring out your best when under pressure? And what if that pressure moment is in front of millions of people watching, or you know that it's going to be in front of millions of people watching? What do you do? What do you focus on? This episode, What Does It Take to Be a Master Chef with Michael Varga Can Help? As Michael shares how he handled the pressure of being in that spotlight moment, the importance of vulnerability to connect with his audience, and interestingly enough, why not trying to please everyone was key. And that's a challenge for most of us. And as Michael has recently become a lieutenant with the Vancouver Fire and Rescue, we also discuss how he deals with that promotion into a leadership role and the transition from being part of the team to now leading it, where it used to be, hey, Mike, to now, Lieutenant, can I do this? Let's share a little bit more about our guest, Michael Varga, MasterChef Canada finalist, Chop Canada winner, as we said earlier, Vancouver and Fire and Rescue Lieutenant. And Michael competed on that reality television show, Chop Canada, maybe saw him take home the title of champion, and he also earned high praise from Iron Chef Suzur Lee. And on MasterChef Canada, Michael went on to become one of the finalists. Now, Michael is a seasoned Vancouver firefighter. He also heads the Fire in Your Kitchen program for the Vancouver Firefighters Charitable Society, cooking private dinners that are auctioned off for charity. So before we meet Michael, let's just share with you also that our next episode, we will be answering your questions on communication and leadership. So if you have a question that you'd like to have answered on the show uh, and you want your name used, please let us know. Send us an email at podcast at greatcanadiantraining.ca. Once again, that's podcast at greatcanadiantraining.ca. All right, let's meet Michael as this episode is about dealing with that spotlight moment and why being genuine is so important to connecting with your audience, whether it be one person or one million. Michael Varga, so great to have you as a guest on the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast. Joel, thank you very much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. I've heard great things about this podcast. Wow. <laughs> That's good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear you have great things and thank you for joining us. Uh, and this episode is really interesting because what does it take to be a master chef, uh, a Chop Canada winner? And also we're going to be talking about your experience as a leader in the fire hall, which is your main priority. But let's start mm-hmm. with, uh, let's start with the Hollywood part here. Let's start with reality TV, um, which is, you know, seems quite daunting. And maybe let's start with the idea of, just being uh, getting accepted the audition process. So was there a a strategy, obviously skills going to be involved, uh, but was there a strategy on the intangible uh, of how to be chosen? Yeah. I don't know if there's like a real strategy going into that. I mean, for myself anyway, really not knowing what to expect, but I remember being in that interview process with, with the producers and the story editors of the show and, Uh, We're talking about the fire department and we're talking about calls that I've been on and calls that I've seen. And, Mm -hmm. you know, realistically, we see people on their worst days, but also talking about things that were amazing, like being part of um, just beautiful things, like uh, being part of babies being born 
and being there to witness that and, and help and, and be involved. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure that actually, I know for sure that I, I probably had a tear in my eye when I was telling this because I'm a very emotional person, but I think it was the ability to be vulnerable, which is really hard, but maybe they saw something in that. Um, because I don't, I think that's genuine to be able to, to be vulnerable. Which is so hard for so many people and, and especially people going into to leadership. And we'll talk about maybe how this is translated into your role as, as a, as a leader in the fire hall. Um, but you know, this, this vulnerability and wanting to be genuine, um, how did, how did you get comfortable to do that? I mean, these are people you've never met. And so, um, and then you're doing it on television. And I think that's one of the reasons that, you know, attracted people to, to your, your storyline through the, through the shows. Uh, is that ability to be genuine, be vulnerable. So um, any thoughts on, on how you approach that? Well, well, that's just it. It's, you know, one of the hardest things to do is to be vulnerable. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure they were looking at, you know, hundreds of other uh, people that, that could have filled my spot on, on MasterChef Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be, but to be me and to, showcase you know what i had if they didn't like that i, I don't care but uh, right. you know like to just to, just to put it bluntly like yeah. I, I don't i'm not gonna jump through hoops or to to be liked by by people especially people that i don't know mm-hmm. you know it's uh this is uh, it was a unique opportunity and i'm absolutely grateful that that it panned out and i was able to be on Chop Canada and MasterChef Canada. And I'm so grateful and uh, to everybody involved. But, um, but I think that I wasn't willing to compromise who I was to, to fill a role for somebody else. Yeah, well, that's, you know, and this, that's so good, because that's, that really translates into um, our challenge sometimes um, when we are trying to communicate or lead others, which is our focus is so much on trying to be liked that we maybe compromise who we are or we say the things that we think other people want to hear. Um, and then in a lot of ways, we're being disingenuine. We're not really being real. Um, so, and, I, and I noticed this too in your, you know, you have a big social media presence as well. And so I, I noticed this as well, that you're, you're very comfortable to be yourself. And I think this is what, again, attracts people to want to, to follow you. Um, was there something that, that sort of tr- triggered in you that goes, it's okay if, if I'm not going to be liked for who I am? That That's tough. That's to. I think when we said earlier about the hardest part is to be vulnerable. I mean, it. Mm-hmm. Another really difficult sort of internal struggle is to not really care what other people think about you. And you know, I I, I absolutely still do care, mm-hmm. but I'm learning to I'm learning to not let people um, rent space in my head mm. that. If that makes sense to you, you know, like yeah. I don't want to let, I don't want to let the people that are a negative influence on my life or may not like me for who I am to rent that space in my head where I think about them. I've got too many positive 
things in my life, my, my kids, my wife, my, my job, you know, my dog, <laughs> like things that I want to <laughs> focus on right now. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, I, I want to be fully present for the people that I, that I care about and that care about me. Uh, I, I like that rent, renting space in your head because, you know, in, in the sort of learning world, we would call that, you know, self-talk, which is the, the story you're telling yourself. Uh, and, uh, uh, and, and that's the thing. And we do, we, we are often attracted to people who are like, why doesn't this person like me? And all our focus goes on that, that person. So you, yeah. you might be a leader in an organization and you might go, okay, everybody, you know, seems to, to go along with this, except for that one person. Why, you know, why are they making it personal? Why don't they like me? And you focus more on that person versus, uh, focusing on the positive. Yeah, sure. And, and you know what, you, you don't know what's going on in their life either. Right. Like mm-hmm. they could be dealing with some, you don't know what baggage people are, are holding on to. So yeah, it, it's, it's, it's tough, but you know, it's, it's definitely a, a work in progress. It's not, not perfect. Like I still do care, like I said, but it's, uh, it's important to, I, th- I think it's realizing it is the first step in, in sort of getting working towards not really caring about uh, what the people think about you. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's good. Um, so let's move, let's move into your, you're on the show. <laughs> uh, and, and again, now you're, you're under the pressure of uh, cameras, uh, you know, multitasking. Uh, it's a competition as well. Uh, you know, again, so how do you, um was that what distracted you and were you able to just sort of like, again, not worry about what people were thinking, able to just focus on being yourself and, and presenting your best self at the time? Yeah, I remember doing, I remember this so vividly on Chop Canada when they said, okay, open your mystery basket and these are your ingredients and the clock is ticking. And I, I just, I saw this, bag of banana muffin mix and i'm trying to read it and it literally looks like it could have been written in greek like i'm staring at it for three minutes and like for the instructions on how do you do this and then i look up at the clock and i see that three minutes have gone by and now i'm like okay you just have you need to get into gear and just figure something out um it was it was really it was just adapting to Mm -hmm. to the situation and, and making and making the best of it. It's, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a beast, you know, it was, uh, mm-hmm. it's very unique situation that you have to try to, that, that I really had to try to, uh, maximize and overcome a lot of, of fear and uncertainty and, and try to try to, uh, make the best of it. The uncertainty of, like you not knowing what was going to happen next or how this was going to turn out. Well, yeah, not knowing how it was going to turn out or what was going to go next. I mean, you, like you said, you're you're on. I'm on TV. I'm on TV, yeah. and and this is uh, these are primetime shows, and you don't want to look foolish. I don't. I don't want to. I don't right. want to fail at this. I yeah. don't. I don't want to uh, be eliminated or have people watching me or my friends or family watching me going like, oh, I can't believe you did that. Right. But one of the things I think that, that it takes then at that moment, and maybe this is your training too, as, as a, uh, as a lieutenant in the, in the uh, fire and rescue services is, is 
not necessarily knowing the outcome, but giving your best. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I I feel like I'm I am definitely an optimist, and and I want to do my best, and I see the best in in situations. The training definitely, the training definitely does come in handy. I mean, like stress is stress, anxiety is anxiety. Yeah. Your body doesn't know the yeah. difference, so right. So it doesn't really matter where it's coming from. So to be able to, uh, just to be able to a- adapt to the, the the situation definitely comes in from my firefighter training. Yeah. Um, so let's let's take a break from the the Master Chef and Chop Canada and go over to the to this world now of. Um, where it, it takes a while to get into a leadership role um, in the, in the fire services. And now you're, you're in this leadership role. And I'm just wondering if, if it changes, because before you were one of the team and now all of a sudden your colleagues, your peers, you're now leading them. Have you noticed, or was there some things that you decided that you were going to do uh, walking into the world? Like, how how did you deal with the fact that all of a sudden you were a part of the team and now you're leading the team? That's definitely a, that's definitely a transition, a, a tough transition to in um in a in a sense in a setting where everybody are essentially buddies, you know. So mm-hmm. to move from uh, being addressed as just like, Hey Mike, Hey Michael to now mm-hmm. being addressed as uh, you know, Lieutenant, can I do this? It's a, right. uh, it, it's a huge transition. Um, but I think for me personally, I've consciously tried to take traits from the lieutenants and captains I've had that I've really liked and, and tried to apply that to what I'm doing now. And, and likewise <laughs> things that I didn't like to try to avoid, <laughs> try to avoid doing those things. Um, so I definitely try not to be a micromanager. Um, but, but I think one of the real important things to, to know too, is that your crew, everybody has a certain set of skills. So to rely on the members of my crew that, that are trained in certain things that I'm not, because there, there's all sorts of things we, we see and we respond to that, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe I need somebody with an electrician's background. For, right. for example, if we're dealing with wires, you know, we go to um, a, a big pole, like a big uh, power pole has been hit and mm-hmm. there's wires compromised. Well, I'm going to go up there and I don't know about that, but maybe there's an electrician on my crew that does know. Right. So right. To, to be able to rely on your crew and not, just, and not just, you know, tap your shoulder and say, well, I've got the stripe on my shoulder, so I'm the leader. But to be able to utilize everybody in your crew with their strengths and their skills. Oh yeah. That's, that's a really good uh, example for ever, for everyone in, in no matter what world you work in, uh, but to not be the boss, but to be a leader. One of the things about leadership is definitely um, using the skills of the other and uh, of the other people to make them feel empowered, make them feel uh, collaborative and make them feel uh, involved uh, and not just feeling like you have to take on the responsibility. And I guess, what you saw when others did that with, with you is you respect that leader more, you trust them more. Absolutely. You know, uh, there's generally four members on a truck and eight, eight eyes are better than two. 
Is that the saying at the fire hall? I just made that up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very good. You could take that one back. Um, <laughs> uh, but that's, you know, and that, that is so true. Um, what were some of the things that you said, oh, I'm going to do this differently based on what you saw from, from other leaders in the, in the fire hall? And maybe that's a trick question. Yeah, you know, because there's all sorts. There's 800 plus mm -hmm. members on our department. So mm -hmm. basically every pot has a lid. Like there's all sorts of different leaders and leadership styles out there. And, you know, what we touched on, like empowering is something that I really, uh, I, I really tried to focus. I really tried to, to use that aspect of it. And to everybody has their, their role. Everybody has their skill set and, and to, um, to pump them up for it, like to, to, right. you know, to make them, everybody feel useful and, and part of the team. And, uh, you know, when it comes time to make like a, you know, cut and dry, you know, life or death situation that, that falls on mm -hmm. me. Right. And, and I understand that, but there are a myriad of other situations where, you know, I'm going to look at the firefighters on my crew and say, Hey, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When it, when it's, you know, a huge decision has to be made, as you said, uh, in, in those pivotal moments. And that, that is your role as a leader. You have to make those difficult calls. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But when there's other decisions to be made, you don't have to make every decision. No. And, and one of those decisions is to seek advice from your peers because you know we have if you name it it's on the fire department whether you want from pro ex pro athletes to uh red seal chefs to electricians to like ticketed anything to like there is absolutely everybody from every walk of life and every spectrum on the fire department. And that's one of the reasons why they are there military, like huge military presence. Right. So, and that's one of the reasons why they're all there is because everybody brings a skill set. and being a leader now, it, it's super important to be able to have everybody be able to use that skill set. That's why they're there. Like it's not, it's not on me to make every single decision it's on me to use the crew to their full ability right well this this again goes you know again the focus is not on yourself the focus is on everyone else which is i think going back to you know how you got into being chosen uh and got so far in master chef and, and a winner in chop canada was the focus you were not focusing on on yourself you were focusing on uh, on the task and doing the best that you can. And uh, again, having that, that optimism and that belief that uh, these are the things that you can control. These, these are the things that you can do and not, not giving up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't, I, I, was that a rhetorical question? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I agree. Sounds good. Listen, we're going to take a, a break for our ad. And then when we come back, uh, Michael, we're going to share your failure ta -da, moment. So I'll give you a minute to think about that. Okay. 
enjoy Newhold and we'll be right back to our interview. When I started the great Canadian training and consulting company in 2002, I never would have imagined that one day we would have a podcast. So first, I want to thank you for listening and share some really exciting information about our organization with you. For years, we have made our live instructor-led software and soft skills training, consulting and coaching services customizable to meet the unique needs of each client and committed ourselves to a high quality of customer service. This combined to make the learning experience better for the participants and the planning process easier for the organizer. We love helping our clients so much We also develop many additional free resources to help you along the way, and this podcast is just one of them. At greatcanadiantraining.ca, you will find our free monthly webinars, blog articles, and free downloads covering everything from building better dashboards in Excel to navigating difficult conversations and everything in between. So make sure to join us at greatcanadiantraining.ca. But for now, I better let you get back to the podcast. Please enjoy the rest of the interview. We're talking here with MasterChef Chop Canada, uh, Lieutenant in the Vancouver Fire and Rescue Services, Michael Varga. What does it take to be a Master Chef, uh, and what does it also take to be a leader in the fire hall? Uh, and now we're going to talk about your failure tada moment. So, uh, Michael, if you have if you have a failure tada moment, this is where maybe it was a moment where uh, in your life where it was like things maybe didn't go as planned or how you thought it was going to roll out, but it became a, a learning moment for you. Yeah. It's tough, right? Nobody really wants mm-hmm. to talk about their failures, uh, mm-hmm. but there's one. And this, and this is tough because this happened in the, in the fire hall is this is right after, um, you know, chop Canada and master chef Canada. And I'm getting a ton of attention um, and it's, it's exciting and it's new and, and, uh, and it's also very overwhelming that, um, there was so much attention coming my way and requests to, uh, to come and cook for people and to move into this new world of, you know, becoming a, a, a pseudo, a pseudo celebrity, like private right. chef that I was definitely letting some of my fire hall tasks, um, Wayne, like sort of uh, move down the priority list. So I'm, I'm busy fielding emails and phone calls and stuff, but, you know, I, right. you know, not doing tasks like fueling up the fire truck, right? Which everybody's depending on me. And I remember one captain tuning me up, basically saying, hey, you, you need to, you need to shape up basically, like you're letting people down. You're letting your crew down. You're letting the oncoming crews down because now they're getting into the fire truck and they're like, we got to go fuel it up. There's not enough for, um, and for me, that was, that was my ta-da moment. That was my, my moment of, okay, like my priorities are all out of, out of whack here. This is the firefighting is my career. Firefighting is my, my, I love the job. It's not a career. It's, it's, uh, it's part of who I am. And that was a mm-hmm. real wake-up call for me as to, you know, I did need that tune-up. I, I needed I needed to uh, basically shape up. And, you know, when mm-hmm. I was first told, I was pretty angry about it, you know, because nobody wants to be told, like, hey, you're, you're not doing this right or you're not doing that right. But I think right. that if you 
get angry about something and you're questioning it, you're probably wrong. So, you know, so like I knew I was wrong, like I'm angry and I'm like, no, they're wrong. I'm doing everything fine. But, but the fact that I'm questioning it is, you know, when you do something wrong and you're just like, I don't know if I should have done that. You probably shouldn't have. So, so that, so that's (laughs) where that was for me. And then it took, took some time. And I remember working with this captain again about a year later and, uh, and I took him aside and I said, Hey, you were absolutely right. Um, Mm. I, I was completely overwhelmed and I was moving in a direction that I didn't want to, and I needed that and I needed that tune up. I really did. And, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely humbling to be able to admit that, but, but I think it's made me better, like a better leader and just more aware and and conscious of, of what's going on. Thank you for, for sharing that. Yeah, that's, uh, I said it's humbling, and so I really appreciate that you, you shared it with us uh, today. That, um, yeah, it was almost like a like a turning point moment where it it could have gone. You could have gone Hollywood, <laughs> uh, uh, or you could have done, as you said, something that is actually is your identity. Like Masterchef and Chop Canada was a great moment, but it, it is what it is. It's not who you are, and uh, you have a true calling in what you're doing, and you really uh, uh, it was really important to you. And I also like that you said. Um, when you're so angry, um, that that's a good time maybe to, to check in and go, why is this making me so angry? Is it just the feedback or is it, there's some, there's some truth in that. And then that's such yeah. an important part about feedback because feedback, um, even if it's maybe not what you want to hear, but maybe ask yourself, is there even a grain of truth in that feedback? Um, and that's one of the things about receiving feedback is to look at that. Absolutely. So that's a great example about that. Yeah. Um, and, and also kudos to going back and, and telling the captain, go, Hey, what you did was, uh, I know I reacted that way. Just want to let you know, it, um, you know, it, it, my intention, that, that was not my intention because now I look back and go, that was really good. Uh, and I really appreciated that. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely grew from that. That's and again, that's the vulnerable going back to what you how this show episode started the the vulnerability that it's it's okay to say uh what you're thinking um and to share that with someone uh and not just keep it to yourself um to uh to share that because it changes people, yeah, absolutely it does, Michael. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast. Now, our listeners probably uh, may have some more questions or maybe want to follow you or learn more about you. Where can we find out more about Michael Varga? Yeah, you know, uh, right now, the best place to see what I'm doing is on my uh, Instagram, on my social media, and that's at Varga Cooks. So you can see some of those fun videos that uh, that we were talking about earlier. And uh, Right. Yeah, so that that's about it right now. Perfect. And uh, yeah, there's always lots of great recipes uh, on Vargo Cooks, which is uh, so much fun. Uh, And then we'll also get to see uh, some of you working with your crew that have also gotten into cooking too, which is uh, so nice to see the the ripple effect that it's had. Yeah, yes. It is a lot of fun. (laughs) Michael, thank you so much for being a guest again on the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast. Thank you very much for having me, Joel. And now it's time for our three stars, no trois étoiles. These are the three takeaways from today's episode that you could start to put into practice. Number three, when receiving feedback, asking yourself two questions. One, is there a grain of truth in that feedback? Maybe I don't 
like what I'm hearing, or maybe it's landing a certain way, but to ask yourself, is there a grain of truth in that? And then number two, why am I reacting this way? And to really ask yourself that question. And that was an important question for Michael to ask himself as he was transitioning from Hollywood reality TV into his uh, real work, his real passion, working for the Vancouver Fire and Rescue. Number two, we are talking about rely on your crew. So is there someone that you can rely on? Are you using everyone's strength? You don't always have to be the boss. Are you an electrician? No, but someone on your team is? Well, there we go. That's relying on their strength. And our number one takeaway from today's episode, vulnerability. And like what Michael said about not trying to please everyone was key to getting cast on the show and to be able to really connect with the audiences. That he still cares, but it's not about letting people rent space in your head. How to focus on the positive and be present. And those were the important issues to become more vulnerable. So if you're not sure where to apply these three stars in business or in life, try this next step. Before you have to give an answer, you don't always have to make every decision. So do you want to react or do you want to respond? And count to one, two, to respond instead of reacting. Enjoy. Thank you for joining us in our search for what makes a great communicator. If you enjoyed the show, then please leave a rating or review. Even better, subscribe to the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast and make sure you don't miss another episode. Let's stay connected. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram at GCT underscore CompuEase. And if you'd like more information, free resources or class schedules on everything from software to soft skills training, consulting or coaching, then go on over to greatcanadiantraining.ca. Thank you, and we will see you next episode.